Hello, and welcome to the podcast M&A Stories, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I'm Robert Heaton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Toby Tester. In these podcasts, Toby and I share our experiences on various projects that we've both been involved in over the course of our careers, talking about things that have gone well, things that didn't go too well, and things that just completely failed. The purpose of this is that we're hoping that our listeners will learn some valuable lessons from those experiences and that those lessons can be taken forward into your M&A projects. We hope you enjoy listening. So let's get this podcast underway. Toby. Hi. How are you doing today? Oh, good, thanks. Good. Yeah, beautiful day up here in Sydney. It hasn't rained, but a uh, nice sunny day today. So, yeah, beautiful way to start the week. Yeah, I've, I've got to say we had a, a great weekend. It was my wife's birthday. Yeah. Uh, given the current restrictions, we decided to celebrate her birthday with a takeaway. <laughs> and like, um, yeah. like, like anybody, uh, where did we go? Uh, we, we did a 250-kilometre round trip for the takeaway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful restaurant in Dalesford, country country Victoria, yeah. called Lake House. That clearly, because the restrictions, can't have the number of diners. Mm. Really, right up there in terms of quality. And they started offering takeaway meal. So we 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 actually took a drive up there to Dalesford. Beautiful yeah. drive. Uh, superb meal. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, brought brought it home, reheated it, and it was fabulous. <laughs> so that was that was our weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now we were talking earlier about uh, a story where you were involved and there was no purpose in the deal. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no purpose in the deal. You know, um, it's funny as we um, go through these um, various stories. It's a funny old business, that of M&A, because there are so many stories you can tell various war stories and and look to be honest this is another one and this is funny because I, I think a lot of people will recognize something that they've worked on in the past which has got similar theme i call it the a deal with no purpose in other words i just couldn't understand why they made the deal and what they're meant to do with this acquisition so this is it and i'll, I'll tell the story and I'll, yeah, I'll, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll set the scene and all that sort of thing Look, it was about nine years ago, if I remember correctly, it could have been 10, nine or 10 years ago. I was working on a massive merger at the time, absolutely, you know, incredibly big. It was in logistics, supply chain logistics, oh, uh, right. doing, doing an incredible merger, a billion dollar merger. One of the biggest one mergers, to be honest, I've ever done. It was going incredibly well. You know, it was all very good. All the anticipated synergies were being delivered. Very good. And the work was winding up. And I got a call you know, pretty much out of the blue. It was from a digital services business, and they are well-known, a well-known brand. They'll be known right around Australia, and uh, been very successful. And they wanted to make the first business acquisition in their 15-year history. Wow. So I thought, this is great. I had to say yes. Apart from the fact it's digital, it's very progressive, great culture, exciting, dynamic, entrepreneurial, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Could, I, I could imagine it would be exciting because it's their first one. 
And it's the first one, you know, yeah. and so it's great. It's a real opportunity to, you know, to help the organization through their very first acquisition. And so, look, you know, four weeks later, after finishing on this massive merger I was working, I, I started working with them. And naturally enough, the people, the executives, the CEO, the team, the staff, absolutely brilliant to work with. That a progressive, agile working culture, which, you know, is always fun. And of course, no suits or ties. <laughs> no suits or ties. <laughs> Right, you know, you know it's, like, it's like sneakers and shorts type stuff, you know. Like the CEO, got, CEO's wearing shorts, you know. I've that got kind of the thing? picture. I've got the picture. <laughs> and sure enough, I, on the first day I arrived, you know, wearing a suit, <laughs> totally, totally wrong dress, yeah. which I dropped immediately. <laughs> so um, I was in my um, daggy jeans the uh, next day, <laughs> so I could blend in. So it, 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 it was good. And when I started, the deal had already been done. So they actually already signed it. It was approved by the board and all that sort of thing. And basically, right. my job was to, Toby, you know, can you make sure the deal gets completed? So, he, you know, so in a transactional sense, in an operational sense, it, it actually all happened smoothly. Integrate the business and set the organization on its new growth trajectory, you know. So exciting times, you know. Any, any new acquisition is exciting, you know. These are... Remember, we're talking about the biggest events in corporate history. You know, the M&A yeah. just doesn't get bigger than that, you know, in terms but, of um, events. Okay, so you started the deal. The leadership yeah. team are great. There's excitement and yep. commitment all the way through. Yep. You're doing the strategic realisation of it, to, so yep. that, the, you know, the value from the deal. Right. Okay, nothing unusual so far. It looks straightforward. The board's clearly behind it. Yeah. Uh, Problem? Well, yeah. you know, like when you ever start on any new sort of assignment, you you start reading up on the documents. So I went through all the yep. the data room, the legal documents, the board materials, and started talking to a lot of the key people involved in the deal. Context is all important with this stuff, making sure you understand, you know, what people think about the deal, the key priorities, the risks, or so on and so forth. The thing that struck me at first is that I looked at the like the paper that actually went to the board that said well why are we doing this deal and it was like three pages you know and it said a few things and the words were a bit woolly and i think it says something like and this will be a new dawn for the business and uh, it'll be great or something like that <laughs> all right okay <laughs> yeah okay all right okay okay this sounds good so i thought oh well that's interesting so still didn't quite get to actually what the strategic purpose was and the strategy documents are a little bit sort of flimsy you know you know so i had a chat you know with the executives including the ceo and i thought oh god it's yeah. not exactly clear you know long term what strategically what what needs to be done so you know i thought i put it to one side i thought well look long term it all looks a bit fuzzy but short term no doubt there's work to be done. The deal had to be completed and there was some integration work to be done. And that's the classic integration type work, as you'd expect from any deal, which yep. would be that all that functional type integration. In other words, you know, you got the crossover in terms of assets, locations, IP, technology, people, you know, to bring it all into the fold. And so I, I got on and went about completing the deal, which it all went fine and went on with the acquisition and integrating the business. And again, that all went well, you know, it really did. It took a few months, but it was, it was great. I, I mean, as you said, it's a lack of strategic purpose almost in this. Yeah. Um, you've hit on a key issue there with any acquisition. If you 
don't have clear vision of why you've made an acquisition, you're, you're starting from from a, a almost a crystal ball gazing. You know, what are we going to do with it now we bought it? Yeah, yeah. But I I often use the jigsaw puzzle analogy. The idea, you know, the idea is that you, you look at a typical jigsaw puzzle yeah. comes in a box with a picture on the front. Um, that's always the picture that I try and get a board to create. What are you trying to do with this business? What does it look like after the deal? Yeah, and correct. of course, the analogy is that the hundreds of pieces inside the box represents the tasks and actions that have to be put together in the right sequence for that picture. Yeah that vision to materialize but clearly that the board you were dealing with weren't able to paint that picture with any sort of clarity yeah it's funny really so about approximately a month after the deal was closed and i was sort of getting on through the integration i actually had a bit of a chat with the ceo i said look i put it diplomatically of course we appear not to have a kind of like a long-term vision or strategy associated with this business in terms of what it's going to do in terms of future profitability and long-term sustainable growth. So we agreed to run a one-day workshop with all the key executives and see what we could actually gain from that in terms of creating that final picture, that jigsaw picture, and define it um, as clearly as we can. So the workshop went fine. We got plenty of engagement. And out of result of that, a number of tactical opportunities were agreed, um, a brand uplift, and there was a lot of cross-selling opportunities uh, with the existing customer base. So there was some cross-sell branding and that. Yeah. But what was still missing, though, and this is what the workshop didn't achieve, was kind of like a strategic imperative, a vision, or anything capable of capturing attention and directing effort. Yeah. Some real motivating, driving force to say, this is something that is we're going to push for. And it didn't come out. I went ahead and completed the deal. I integrated it. As I said, it all went fabulously well, the integration, the functional integration. Yep. And a few months later, that, that for, my, for me, that assignment was over. But I kept in contact with the people at the business because they were great. I subsequently found out that this integrated business was now a separate business unit inside the organization, but it wasn't going anywhere. It was clearly, I think, if anything, probably a bit of a drag on its profitability. And as I found out, eventually it was actually spun out as a separate business once again, and then sold and sold at a loss. <laughs> There's clearly a number of lessons in this story, isn't there? Yeah, you there know, is. I mean, the, as you said earlier, you can make an acquisition and there's always going to be synergies and efficiencies and cross-sell and upsell opportunities, but that's not necessarily the reason, the strategic imperative yeah. as to why you went out and made an acquisition in the first place. So yeah. Yeah. Um, clearly, clearly a number of lessons there, T Toby. Yeah, there are. And I think the best way to, to express this one is I'll refer to a book, very well-known book, uh, by Simon Sinek. Oh, yeah. uh, he had a book called uh, Start With Why. Yeah. And, you know, actually enough, I read the book. It's a good book. It got me thinking about this particular M&A deal. But interestingly enough, it actually got me to think about all M&A deals that I've worked on over the last 20 odd years. And I think there's a big sort of lesson, a really important lesson, I think, that's for all M&A deals. And that is that 
when you're doing M&A deals, there's often a lot of time spent on what needs to be done to complete the deal. People focus on that. They say, what has we got to do? Fine. Very transactional. Focus on that. Then there's a how part in terms of integration and synergy delivery. Yep. You know, and that gets a lot of attention too. You know, not as much, but as it does get attention. But I personally found the why part of the deal making gets superficial treatment at best. And yet, here's the, here's the paradox, and it's a lamentable one, is that the ability to understand, communicate, and commit to the why is the most powerful motivator of all, if you can get to the why. Yep, there's the jigsaw puzzle analogy again. It is. And, yep. I, I, and I think this why part is, is a deep sense of why. Let me just go into it, because I think it, it, it is powerful if you can do it right. Purpose is important. Purpose is powerful. For yep. anyone charged with the responsibility for driving growth for m they want to make damn sure that it's defined by purpose. Yep. So if you haven't got a deal that isn't defined by purpose, you have to ask yourself why you're doing it. It has to have purpose. And, you know, I think sometimes people think of purpose as being something superficial, but it's not. It is actually quite profound because... When you've got a deal defined by a deep sense of purpose, it's really kind of like a shared ambition and a seductive view on the, what the future holds. In other words, it has a deal purpose needs to have the emotional and intellectual energy from the team, the staff and the stakeholders to fuel success. So it is something that is not just an intellectual driver, but it's also got that strong emotional element to it as well. Spot on, Toby. I mean, that, that purpose and ambition as you say, it creates that sense of positivity about what can be achieved. It's that rallying call that brings everyone together. Mm. And it's the rallying call that drives action. It's the foundation stone on which all subsequent communication is built. You know, that's the, that's the communication that fires people up to it. Is. It is. And, and gets the deal, you know, really uh, gets people excited. It, it, well, it's as simple as that. It's a sense of purpose, isn't it? It is. And I think, I think you know, when we talk about this, we're not talking about solving today's problems. We're not talking necessarily finance or economics. No. What we're talking about here is something that's very aspirational. In other words, something that actually creates a kind of like a shared meaning that yeah. sort of has a way of transcending sort of like demands of daily business. And if I were to say it even more succinctly still, without purpose, there is no meaning. You've got to have the purpose behind the deal because that's what gives meaning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that, that sounds like one of those quotes that will go down in history, Toby. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see it in my uh, 100 years from now, someone using a quote for a speech and the quote yeah. that's offered says, without purpose, there is no meaning. Quote, Toby Tester. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny, it's funny we say this, uh, Robert. You have to... I've worked on this for a number of years to be able to get this sort of very straightforward, very articulate, but simple statements like that. Yep, you're you know, right. You're, which you're which right. encapsulate everything. Because I think our job here, and this is for people who are new to MA, is to provide them the direction, the, the simple, pithy statements which which really bring it together, the whole set of principles and practices around MA. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I think you've cracked it. And I think the, the, the message to any executive out there that's yeah. uh, considering the M&A or is even in the, the throes of M&A yeah. is, is just to sit back and be absolutely clear in your mind. Why are we doing this? What's the purpose? Yes. I, I think that's a, a great story. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, a, and to be honest, I think that's one co quite common. I just don't think that deals these days put enough attention into the purpose. They, they focus that's a lot on the how, but not enough attention on the, on the why. Yeah, well, there you go. There's clearly a number of lessons from this as we've walked through this. Do you, do you yep. want to wrap those up, summarize the lessons? Yeah. Uh, perhaps close yeah. us off today? Yeah, will do. I think, look, I've sort of put sort of one big lesson, but I'll break it down just a little bit more because I think it is important, this whole thing about purpose. My advice to deal makers is always make sure that there's a deliberate, authentic and well-articulated narrative that defines the deal purpose. Not only are you going to have the deal success is going to be increased, it's actually going to be more fun as well because you've got people who are motivated who are with you on the journey. So go beyond the vision statement, the slogan or the financial goal. Instead, create a narrative that animates and motivates people. And I often think that there's three properties of this. And I'm just going a little bit more detail. If you've got this narrative, make sure the narrative's got direction, it's got discovery, and it's got destiny. Direction gives you a particular point of view of what the long-term market or competitive position will be once the full potential of dealers is realized. You have discovery. In other words, it has the promise of new opportunities to learn for the people involved so they can grow into their roles. That's something that's enticing for them and something a sense of destiny. In other words, it's something that's larger than the individual that actually involves the whole organization. And it's something that's personally worthwhile and um, ready for individuals to commit to. And so direction, discovery, destiny. Make sure your deal purpose has those properties. Excellent, Toby. Take us home. Yeah, I'll wrap up. Well, look, I hope it's been a good session this for the people who have been involved. Robert and I are sharing stories between ourselves, and we do this every week. And uh, rest assured that there'll be more stories to come in the forthcoming weeks. Not only are we doing this between ourselves, but we're also going to get invited by extra people as well who can tell, tell their stories as well. So I'd just like to say thanks very much from me. And thanks from me. Bye for now. See you. Bye.